You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Oniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your international source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-hosts Kosta Levoyanis and Lambros Sirmos. We are very, very excited to get this episode started. We are joined by yet another player special guest, Guillaume Gier, Belgian international and former Olympiakos player. Guillaume, we want to just say thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to get into this interview and talk about the storied football career that you've had, including your time in Greece. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Super. Guillaume, we're going to get straight into it. Um, I'm just going to give a introduction to uh, for those that don't know Guillaume Gillet. He's born in Liège, in Belgium, 1984. He came out of the Liège Football Academy, if I'm not mistaken. He played for Liège, uh, Visse and Erpen in Belgium before moving to Anderlecht, where you stayed with Anderlecht for, for seven years, yes. playing 248 matches, scoring 48 goals and winning four titles. Um, now, I read actually that from a young age, you were a big Anderlecht fan. And knowing that you were born and raised in Liège, I have to ask you, how did that happen? <clears throat> yeah, because my, my father was a uh, supporter of Anderlecht. So yeah, since I was young, I, I started to, to collect the, the jersey of, uh, of Anderlecht and uh, become like this. And actually, I, I scored more than 48 goals. I scored <laughs> six, six, 63 uh, goals for, for Under, Anderlecht. So, yeah. Come on, Costa. <laughs> Wikipedia, what can I do? Yeah, man? Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get it from the lion's mouth, so there you go. 63 goals for, for Anderlecht, that's fantastic. And now, let's see for the Belgium national team, if I'm not mistaken, it's 22 appearances, yes, that's 22, true. and one yes. goal. And yes. what a goal that was! What a yeah. goal that was! It was, uh, it was a, a nice one, uh, against uh, Croatia for the qualification for the, the World Cup in, in Brazil. It was the, the second game of the, um, the group phase. And uh, yeah, it was 0-1 for Croatia. And then uh, at the 45 minutes, on the corner kick, the ball is, is coming back. And I yeah, I put all my power in this in this shoot and, uh, and it goes in. If anyone hasn't seen that goal, check it out, seriously. Uh, I, I have a, a lot of my Belgian friends I talked to, I was telling them that you're coming on the show and they said immediately, please tell Guillaume thank you for that goal that you scored against Croatia. Um, I was watching it in uh, in Mondesar in Brussels outside on the big screen and it was literally like uh, like <laughs> Belgium had won the competition. So you have big thanks from from everybody I talked to here, um, here locally in... Um, in Brussels. Um, Guillaume, I want to ask you a little bit about the, um, the Belgian system because you've really kind of come up in, 
in a crop of players, a crop of Belgian players that are, to, to me, seeming like golden generation. I mean, you, you think about some of the players that you've played with, like Vincent Kompany, uh, Jan Vertonghen, Thomas Meunier, uh, Mertens, De Bruyne, the Lukaku brothers. What are they doing in Belgium the, the last few years that's fostered this? Like, uh, how do you, you know, I, I look at the kids like starting at really young age, um, fundamentals, like what is it about Belgium that, that they're doing right, do you think? Yeah, it's crazy because Belgium is a small country and... Uh... When I start my my uh, international career with uh, the Belgian team in 2007, uh, the result was not uh, like uh, like today. It was uh, very difficult. Um, we didn't qualify for a few uh, big tournaments, so um, we start to to try to to play with more young uh, players. Uh, we give them uh, the chance to yeah, to to show that. Uh, they have uh, abilities and um, yeah it starts with uh, with axel witzel marwan fellaini like, like like you said vincent company uh eden Hazard also he started uh, when he was 17 years old i think or 18 so he was really young and um i, I don't know um I cannot explain why why uh, this golden uh, generation is 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 coming uh, at this moment. Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how did you get started, uh, Guillaume? You, I mean, when did you start playing football? I start when I was uh, five years old. Uh, my mother uh, put me in, uh, in the club just next to. To my house because I was too too nervous uh, at home, so I, I was jumping everywhere. So <laughs> she put me in the in a club, and uh, yeah, I start like I, I start like this, and uh, I love uh, this game since the first time. And when I mean, obviously, when you start as a kid, you're you're having fun, and then moving on, it becomes more serious. Like when did you? When did you know that you wanted to do it professionally, not just for, not mm. just for fun? Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. Um, first, my my parents asked me to to finish my my study, so um, I came in the professional uh, uh, football player uh, uh, not early because I was uh, twenty two, I think, when I signed my first uh, professional contract. So it's now it's late when you see now uh, many players signed the, the first contract at 16, 17. But okay, I have uh, I finished my my study and so I'm happy with with that. Uh, and I start to yeah to believe in a, in a good career when I um, when I play in second division and I score I think uh, 17 goals. Uh, at this moment I. I get uh, a lot of offers from a uh, uh, club of Division One. Um, I had to choose for one, and I choose uh, uh, La Gantoise. It's quite a, a, a big club now in uh, in Belgium. And uh, just uh, after one one year and a half, I signed for Anderlecht. This is the Olympiakos of Belgium, Anderlecht. 
you know it's the the best club in uh, in Belgium it was a dream for for me who come true and, and Guillaume I, I you you're kind of a Swiss army knife on the pitch because when I I was at the game where Olympiacos beat Anderlecht 3-0 with yeah. the Mitroglou hat trick Yes, and I remember yes. you were playing right back. I think I think you were playing right back that game. And I remember watching you and I thinking, this guy's the kind of guy that can play anywhere on the pitch. He's got good technique, like he plays with his head up, he's strong, he's physical. Mm. And like when you came to play for us, you you played centre mid. Yes. And I think in your career, if I'm not mistaken, you've basically been rotating between the wing, like the wing back position and and centre mid. Where yeah. do you, where what's your favorite position? Like where do you where do you like to play more? My favorite one is uh, like offensive midfielder because uh, when I was young, uh, I play only as like as a striker, you know. So for me, score is the the most beautiful thing in uh, in football. And then when I I came in the in my first club uh, in Division One, uh, the 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 coach. Asked me to play for one friendly game uh, as a wide defender. I said, "What the fuck is it's a mistake?" Uh, because I saw my name on the on the paper at this position, and I said, "What? I cannot play there." Uh, and I played this game, and um, I did a very very good game. And it started like this for me in uh, in first division in in Belgium, and uh, it's. Also because of that, that I I can uh, make my my uh, first game with national team as a right defender. But okay, I I prefer to play uh, in midfield, and uh, that's why Besnikazi uh, called me when he was a uh, Olympiacos trainer. That's why he, he called me because he know very well me, and uh, he knows that uh, I can. Uh, I can play different position. It's also good for for a trainer to to have this kind of player. We're going to talk about Olympiacos, um, but but before that, I do want to give a shout out to your uh, and let people know that you have a book. Actually, yes. you um, you wrote your autobiography. It's called My Story. Yes. Um, what motivated you to to write that and? Is there anything in there on Olympiacos that maybe you'd like to share, or we can talk about that later? <laughs> of course, I I, I spoke about uh, Olympiacos because it's it's a uh, part of my of my football story, and uh, I said only good things about uh, about this club because I I really uh, I'm really proud to yes, to to wear this shirt and uh, I want to. To, to share with uh, all the people who want to 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 win my book that uh, yes it was a, a good time uh, even if the result was not uh, uh, the one I expect it was a really good time for me so yes I I, I speak uh, easily f- of uh, Greece I love this city I love this country I love the people from uh, from Greece don't care. so it's uh, it's good. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I, that leads perfectly us to getting into Olympiacos. So, I guess the first question we usually ask is, how did that come along? Was it Beznikasi who called you from your past relationship, and what attracted you to Olympiacos? Because you were in Belgium for so long, you decided to go to Greece as your 
as your next step how did that come to be the decision it's a crazy it's crazy uh, story because i was um, in the garden of my uh, my agent for um, uh, barbecue you know and uh, my phone is ringing in my in my pocket and i said to myself i think it's it's a call from greece i don't know why uh, i cannot explain this and when i i took my phone i look i see uh, in greece it's plus i don't know the plus 30 uh, okay so i i saw this and then i said oh, fuck i know who is going to call me it's besnik azi for sure and then i call him back and yes it was besnik and uh, i knew uh, that he is the new coach of olympiakos and um, when i was player of anderlecht for example and we play against uh, against olympiakos it was fantastic game with a uh, big atmosphere so uh, i already decided to to sign for olympiakos when uh, i when i was player of anderlecht i said to myself if one day they call me for sure i gonna I go to this club for sure because it's a good club it's fantastic so like this so uh you get to greece and as far as i know um you've been playing in belgium for your whole career up to this point uh and of course you know you've been around but was was it a culture shock was it hard to adjust to to living in athens speaking a different language and and playing in a different country was that hard to adjust to initially yeah so I, actually i play also in france because i i live uh, i live andolic for uh, for two clubs in uh, in France right yeah in French uh, league 1 um and Athens it's quite different of course for for the life but it's a good difference yeah. for me it was a dream life i swear uh, you train early in the morning because it's too hot you train uh, late in the in the evening because it's too hot and then the rest of the day uh, you know you go to the swimming pool you go to the to the beach with your kids so uh, have a, a lot of uh, restaurant the people are so so nice so gentle with with you when you are olympiakos player and the result and the result are good also because <laughs> if they are bad can be different but uh, no it was for me it was the dream life <laughs> and so uh when uh when you came to olympiakos you wore number 13 and yes. uh maybe <laughs> you probably know by now that this is yes. uh and it's funny because we've we've had zay elias on in the past who also wore number 13 and we asked him about it and he said that was his favorite number since he was a kid so is there a story yeah. behind why you wore that did anyone tell you maybe that's not the best idea yes no of course no uh i regret a little bit <laughs> uh, but okay, number number thirteen was a, a good number for me uh, uh, in a in the past club. So yeah, I I, I didn't know actually. And uh, um, when I when they asked me when I signed my contract, they asked me uh, which number do you want. And I I they gave me the the paper and I I'm just looking, and then I saw thirteen is free. I say okay, it's good, <laughs> and I say okay. I take the I, I take the thirteen, and uh, they didn't say nothing to me. So just after the, 
I get some message from the supporter. Why you take this number? And I asked to the club. I said, no, no problem. Uh, many players have played with uh, this number. It's not a problem. But okay, for me, it was a little bit strange because, you know, now if I if 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 I sign now for Olympiacos, I take the seven for sure. <laughs> but Costas will be not happy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so the first few few weeks at the club, you you guys did great. You took it to the Champions League. Talk, tell us those first few weeks of getting in the into the the system, the players you were playing with, and how you thought that the year was going to go. You guys made it to the group stage, and I'd assume mm-hmm. like spirits were pretty high. How how did you feel those first few weeks? Yes, of course. When I I signed for Olympiacos, it's mean for me that I'm gonna win some some titles. You know, I'm gonna play some uh, European game. That's why I signed also for for Olympiacos. Uh, so the start is good because we we qualified against uh, Rijeka. It was a tough game, uh, but we did a good job, I think. And so I was very excited to to play again Champions League. Um, and then we started the championship, and unfortunately we we lost the the first derby against uh, Aek. Uh, even if if we I think we it was zero two for us. Yeah. And then we we lost this game three uh, two, and it was already the the last game of uh, Coach Azi. So for us, the the Belgian guy who signed for Olympiacos was you know a little bit uh, difficult to to understand because we are only in September at this moment. Uh, it's it's early to you know to to put your coach uh, out. Um, so yes, the, the the first week are absolutely uh, nice, and then it's September, end of September. It was quite difficult because we we changed the the coach. It was a Greek one. Uh, I didn't play uh, many games with uh, with him, so it was very difficult for for me. When I signed for Olympiakos, I and I came from uh, Nantes. Uh, I didn't. I didn't make a good preparation because I was only uh, fighting for 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 sign for Olympiacos and uh, I didn't train uh, uh, well and so I start to play directly the the Champions League game a tough game uh, and I was a little bit tired so so <laughs> it's um it's a strange one because when we brought Besnik Hassi in as a coach, we knew that he had a reputation for taking teams from the qualifiers to the Champions League group stages. Yeah. And he achieved that. Mm. Um, the game against Partizan, the first one, I don't think you were on the team yet. You came for no. the Rijeka games. Yes. So we, we went away to Serbia and we won 3-1. That was a good game. In Yeah, in a in a very hostile environment and we mm-hmm. we went through that qualification then the Rijeka games were quite tight um he brought in a lot of players from Belgium huh? he bought he brought you in he bought uh Vadis uh Carcela, Carcela. Carcela. yeah Carcela's not Proto. Belgian but okay Proto, uh, Proto Engels um and then you know Kevin came later in December when he was I mean he was gone by then but do you think the Ike game was really the tipping point for for him? And do you think that do you think that if he stayed 
it like do you think it really would have been different like how much of um how much of a culture shock was it for you like when when they sacked him in in Greece for example they were saying they were saying that you know Hassi he didn't do a very good preseason he kind of let the players light and you know so that they could be strong for the for the qualifiers so that their legs wouldn't be heavy etc 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 and then when we started playing league games the players weren't fit because the preseason wasn't good like i mean what do you what do you say to that uh, i think uh, it, it was too early to to sack them and i i, I really think that uh, if we keep if we keep him we can uh, do much better than the, the first months because it's a tra- it's a trainer who was um, uh, a good tactical uh, uh, skills. Uh, uh, the, the the Belgian players he, who asked them to to sign for Olympiakos are really good player. I swear, uh, they have a lot of qualities. And um, but maybe we had we had too many too many uh, players from Belgium in the in the team. And I know. When you, uh, you put the, the Greek players uh, out the pitch to let the, the Belgian player uh, on the pitch and the results are not good, uh, for sure it's going to be uh, difficult for the, for the coach because uh, if I remember well, uh, for example, Kostas was maybe the best Greek player uh, actually, uh, uh, didn't start one, one game in the, in the championship. So was a difficult position for for the coach and also uh, with Silvio when Silvio signed um, Capino was uh, the goalkeeper and he make a, a mistake against Aek and then he, he put he put him out the the team for Silvio it's a lot of choice but maybe can be uh, uh, the one one for yeah, for the Greek uh, the Greek people I, yeah. I, I thought I thought Silvio was fantastic, actually, yeah. like the season yes. that, he, that he played for us. Um, but like, I, I, I just elaborate one one thing before. Um, what from a footballing perspective, I just found that some of the transfers were weird. Like when we when you came in, mm-hmm. Panagiotis Retos was playing centre back with yes. uh, with with uh, Vukovic, I think, in the qualifiers, and Retos is like a player that. He's um, he's good on the ball. He can play out from the back. Like he's young, yeah. strong, like super talented. And and then of course we sold him big money to to Leverkusen, and you didn't get to play with him very much. I'd be interested in your opinion on him, actually. Um, but my point is, it's like we had Aretzos, and then without wanting to be horrible or nasty to Bjorn Engels, we bought yeah. Bjorn Engels in for like seven or eight million, and he has nothing to do with. Retos, you know, he's yeah. quite, like, quite like Botia, like big, yeah. cool, strong. And then in, in midfield, we had a lot of players like that were a number eight profile. Like Vadis could play the eight and the ten. Uh, Fortunis played the ten. Like you can play the eight, you can play six. There was, it, it seemed to me that like the balance, the balance yeah, in, good. yeah, I, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, first Red Sauce for me, yes, was a, a very talented player. Uh, so I was very happy for for him when he decided to to sign for Leverkusen because I I thought that uh, it was a a good step for for him for for his career. 
uh, unfortunately he gets injured a big one uh, but when we when we sell him um, and we we change with angles yes it's not the same uh, it's not the same kind of player uh, Retzos is the the guy who, who can go with the ball you know he can uh, he can go the um, can dribble, can find uh, the good pass, vertical pass. Uh, yeah. So we miss, we miss him for sure. Uh, but Bjorn is also a good, a good defender. But for him, it was the his first experience in a in a other country, and uh, I think it was more difficult for for him to to acclimate uh, with uh, yeah, with the championship in Greece and uh, and the pressure. Uh, even if it was play of Bruges, it's not the same. Uh, and the, for the balance, yes, uh, we had too many players uh, for the same uh, same position. And I think for the striker, when we signed Emenike, everybody was talking. Yes, Emenike is good, it's a good player. He's gonna score a lot of of goal, but it was a, a big mistake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And- I, I want to get back to your point about I thought some the some of the Belgian players we had were really good, but it just didn't work. Like all the pieces weren't there. I thought Ofoy was was fantastic, and then at the end there was some things where he wasn't playing and whatever. But I thought in that Ike game, especially, he scored a fantastic goal to go up two zero, and everyone was so excited. And and going back to Bjorn Engels, I thought Bjorn Engels was a really good player as well. But if I remember correctly, uh, Coach Hasi was playing Alexi Romao who was a, more of a six at central yes. defender. I don't remember. Yeah. And that was one thing that like, I remember you would open the newspapers and the fans were ready to riot because they were so like, why is he playing him? There's, I think it was Cissé then Vukovic did, was there ever an explanation for why, I guess it, for angles as well. Like it's much more difficult when you're playing with a six next to you at central defense, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, why you put uh, Alexis uh, like, Central defender, maybe to to put me in the midfield. Just uh, yeah, Alex is. It's also a player who can play easily everywhere on the on the field because it's smart. He he works a lot. Uh, physically, he's strong. Um, but it's a choice of of the coach at this moment, and uh, we try to to do our best, but it was not enough for sure. And I guess going into to after the Ike game and and Coach Hasi gets sacked, Takis Lemonis comes in, if I have the events right. He He's a, a man who's been to Olympiacos so many times. How would, honestly, when I see Takis Lemonis, it's just like he's a coach from like 20 years ago, almost like he's just like <laughs> an old style, like mm-hmm. we're going to do this and we're going to hope for the best. And his press conferences are quite funny. Like, how did you see him coming from Belgium? This Greek guy come coming out like it must have been different, right? I think this guy for for Olympiakos fun. It's like God because uh, when he, <laughs> you know when he, he, he when he came, uh, the team was not good and it changed uh, quickly the, the the result. Even if we don't play uh, good football, the, the results are are there and. Uh, we were first when he when he decided to to change with uh, Oscar Garcia, I think. So he did he did good job. I had a good relation with 
with with him like uh, like people, but not like a football player because I was always sitting on the bench or in the even though even though on the bench. So it was first time in my in my career that uh, it's happened, and it was difficult for for me. But it's a really good guy, and he did good job. Guillaume, what did you think of the level in Greek football in general? Like the players, not um, on on the Olympiakos team, but also in general, like the the players that you played against. Are there any are there any players you remember from your time in Greece, whether it was on the team or players <laughs> that you played against? I was surprised, honestly, because uh, I thought that we're gonna kill the the championship when I saw the the team we had. Uh, and every game was difficult. Also with referee, it's always uh, was always difficult with referee because the the whistle lighting against against us. And uh, someone told me that uh, yeah, no, they need some some change in the Greek championship, and they they want uh, other team to to become champion. That that someone tell me this, I say okay. So it, it's going to be a, a difficult year for for us, uh, but the level is quite good. Um, if I compare with with Belgium, of course, Olympiakos is uh, is uh, stronger than the the best team in in Belgium. It's quite similar with uh, Bruges, maybe. Uh, but for the rest, yes, always difficult game uh, when you play away. It's always difficult, you know, with supporters and. Uh, so I was surprised, honestly. I want to ask sort of on that topic, Guillaume, just about the culture and the fans in Greece. You know, there's obviously a big reputation uh, that the fans can be quite loud, both during the game and, and after the game. Um, and then, you know, you were, of course, involved on the team when uh, the Pauk game, or I, I sh I'm not even sure I should call it a game, um, but but the game that was you know sort of shut down. Um, yeah. I, I just wonder if you have any thoughts about that. Like you know, this is it's it's the type of thing that people see it and they say you know only in Greece, um, I suppose. And so I just wonder, like in your first year in Athens, uh, coming from Belgium, like what it, what was going through your mind when this was all happening? Well, it's crazy. That's also why I I decided to sign for Olympiakos because I I knew that. Uh, uh, <laughs> It, it will have some uh, some fantastic fantastic uh, atmosphere in the stadium, and um, the game against, for example, uh, Barcelona, zero zero the draw. It was it was crazy. I never and I never I never feel the same uh, the same power the same uh, same feeling in a for 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 a game. It was. Was totally crazy, and the games uh, away against Pauk, uh, we didn't play this game because uh, because they throw uh, they throw something on Oscar Garcia, and then we 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 didn't start the, the game and we won zero three. Um, it's a good experience. Uh, I wanted to uh, to to live this kind of uh, this kind of atmosphere, and I was really happy. Uh, to play for this amazing uh, supporters because they are the, the best. 
I I want to hit back again to that Pauk game real quick because it's kind of like an infamous moment in Greek football. The whole year was infamous. I think that was the thing when the Pauk owner went on the gu- field with the gun, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But <laughs> w- when that happened, like, I, I think you were on the bench that game. Like, yeah. did anyone realize what was going on? How did... And then I think Kevin showed the players. We can. I don't know if we want to say what he he did, but he, he showed the Pauk fans that you guys yeah. ran back into the dressing room. And then I think uh, Karapapa said that like Pauk officials were pushing into your guys' dressing. What the hell was going on that night? Like, can you just give us a background and like how it first got down, how you found out this was happening, and just like the whole story behind it? Yeah, I think we can we can uh, do a movie for of this game because it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, in the dressing room, the dressing room uh, of both teams are separate like five meters or ten meters. So we just opened the door and we are shouting on the on the Pauks player because they, of of course, they, they wanted to, to, to start the game. And we said, no, we cannot start the game. Our coach is uh, injured. We, we, we don't want to, to go on the, on the pitch. And the supporter also are were crazy um we waited like two hours two hours 30 in the in the dressing room um because we need some uh assistance of police uh to, to came in the came in the bus you know uh <laughs> it was crazy well, I mean, you you were looking for a different experience. Uh, I think you definitely, <laughs> I think you definitely got an experience when you went out to Greece, man. Yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. Have you, in all your career, you've played in? I mean, you've played in big games. Have you ever seen anything like it? Like, I mean, you mentioned the Olympiacos Barcelona game. That that was a nil nil game. I was at that game, and it was a very special game. And do you know why I went to that game? I that mm. season I went to watch the sporting game, the one where we lost three two, the opener yes. in the Champions League. I was at that game, and I went to the other game with Barcelona because first of all, there's very few times you see Messi coming to play in Karaiskaki, mm. and most of all because the manager of the other team was our former coach. Okay, and uh, Valverde for mm. for Olympiacos fans really one of the best managers we've ever seen. I don't know if you realize what happened before the game. Like when they they put a banner out for him and the whole stadium got up and they were shouting his name. But like, I don't know, man. Like, do you, you wish it could have been different? Maybe you could have been at Olympiacos in another, during another period. This is a question that the um, Olympiacos journalist for Nova Sports uh, wanted to ask you, Vasilis Kostadopoulos. So, would you have signed for Olympiacos when you were younger? Yes, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, Valverde is, yeah, was a, a great coach, um, and I think Pedro Martins also now do, do a very good job. Uh, it's quite difficult for a coach in, uh, in Olympiacos, you know, and uh, he stay now for three years. Yeah. So I respect that because. Uh, I know that it's difficult for for him, but he has a good team. Uh, and for me, yes, in the future, uh, I would like also to to become a, a, a trainer. So I already started uh, 
or you know the curses uh yeah. become yeah the study that to become a, a coach so we never know uh but for me for sure if uh, olympiakos uh, call me for um, for working there uh it's a good maybe it's a good thing for me yes I have another question sort of along those lines, Guillaume, um, mm -hmm. and it has to do with something that Peter Filipakos said when he came on. Um, he played for us in the 2000s. And uh, one thing he said multiple times throughout our interview is basically everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, even when things go badly, it's it's sort of like those things are meant to happen and, and you're just on, on the, the path and everything that happens to you is sort of meant to be. Um, you know, it might, yeah. on the surface, you might look at back at your career at Olympiacos in your one season and, and people will say, oh, they, they didn't win the league. It's a failure of a season. But from your perspective, um, how much do you agree with that sentiment of everything happens for a reason? And, and what did you take from your time at Olympiacos from the sense of learning and, and becoming better as a footballer? Yes, uh, of course I I, I was sad to uh, to leave Olympiacos after only one year. You know why? Because I know that if I if I can play more uh, for this club, for this team, uh, for sure it will be a, a, a success story uh, for me and for Olympiacos. I know um, that my I cannot. I don't know. If you don't know, if you can say the French and then we can translate a little bit if that's uh, if that's easier. Okay. No, en fait, le, le plus difficile pour pour moi c'est d'avoir euh, d'avoir quitté euh, l'Olympiakos après un an parce que je sais que j'ai pas laissé une une grande impression pour pour les supporters. Allez, si j'étais resté plus longtemps, euh, j'aurais fait de de très bonnes choses pour pour l'Olympiakos parce que ça correspond ça correspond bien à, aux joueurs et à l'homme que que je suis dans tous les clubs où où j'ai joué j'ai toujours eu euh, euh, très très bonne relation avec les supporters parce que je je me bats je me bats toujours sur sur le terrain je donne toujours le le maximum et malheureusement c'était une une période difficile pour le club et ça c'est ça a joué individuellement sur 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 mes performances. So Guillaume said basically he's he's sad he's upset that he left only after a year uh, at Olympiacos uh, and that he he realizes that he may not have left the best impression on the fans and he feels um, he feels sad for that because he he identifies with the the values of the club and the way the club plays what the club stands for he's a player that that fights always gives everything on the pitch and he thinks that if he'd had a bit more time and if he'd stayed longer he would have been able to show that to the fans uh, to the club and be able to give back more and uh and yeah he would have um at every club that he's played for during his career he's uh, he's always had good connection with the fans and a good relationship and and uh and yeah he would have would have liked it to be to be different but but definitely guillaume we um we know it wasn't the best season uh for the club and 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 for you perhaps uh but but you know when we when we reached out to you we 
we we see the pictures you put on your social media the things you say about the club and in spite of everything like everything happens for a reason in spite mm -hmm. of that we we see very much how you you manage to to make a connection and really yeah. understand like what the expectation is and um so you know you in spite of everything i think you still have a lot of love from uh, from the from the olympiacos fans no that's good that's good that's what i i want because uh i, I know i i i i know that uh, uh the results are not good but uh i was proud to yeah, to to play for for this club uh i think in the world Olympiacos, it, it's not. Um, it's respected. It's not respected it's not, enough. Yeah, it's a club fantastic. It's a fantastic club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's um, a lot of players, sometimes like younger players. I think Daniel Padenza, you know, Daniel Padenza, he moved yeah, to Wolves. Of course. So he he gave uh, he gave an interview to the Greek press the other day, and he said uh, he said exactly what you just said. He said that <laughs> I think the the club it doesn't have enough respect or appreciation outside of Greece than what it should should have or than what it deserves. Mm. Um, and you only realize that when you get there. And he yeah, was saying he, he he was saying like. And he's 20, 23, 22, 23 when he came, young player. And he said, I wasn't sure when I moved to Greece because uh -huh. uh, the, there's not many people watching the league. But when you get there, you see the day-to-day, -day, you see the dressing room, you see the staff, you see the fans, of course. the stadium. Um, and and I'm, I think that's what you're... That's what you, you. It's the same for you, I suppose. Yeah, totally the same. Uh, totally the same. Uh, you know why uh, Olympiacos is not respected enough? I just, I think it's just because uh, of the Greek league. Just because you play in this uh, <clears throat> in this league. Uh, otherwise, when Olympiacos play against Arsenal and uh, you you put Arsenal out like uh, last year. At this moment, this, the people said, "Ah, okay, Olympiacos. It's, it's quite, quite a good team. Of course, it's a good team, bro." <laughs> yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you about this. Like, I guess Podense talked to a few people about it. Did Did you speak to Kevin Morales about it? Like, was he kind of one of the people who said, "Like, go, go to this place. Like, hmm. you'll see, you'll see it for yourself." Of no, course, he he came in the winter, but before you went, Kevin. Really good friend. We I don't have a lot of of friend in the football, but Kevin is a good friend, and uh, so I was really happy when I knew that he he gonna sign uh, the winter uh, period. Uh, it was for me. It was so nice to to play with uh, with him. Even the the result are not uh, good. Like like we said, uh, we play many games in national team together. Uh, I know that Kevin is uh, a player uh, who, uh, who means a lot for Olympiacos fan because he has the, the good mentality. He scored many goals, many important goals for for the club. Uh, I remember when he signed and the two, 2,000, 2,500 people uh, waited wait for him at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
not many clubs you can you can see uh, you can see that. Um, so when I I spoke with Kevin, if I gonna sign or no for Olympiacos, he said you are crazy. Go direct, my friend. You have to sign direct. And I I and I know you you don't like this guy because he played for the the one color. He played for the green one. I spoke also with Gibril Cisse because uh, ah. because I. <laughs> Because I played, I played with him in uh, in France. Uh, uh, but it's a really good guy. Even if uh, Spanatinaiko supporter, uh, it's a really good guy. And uh, when I spoke to him, he told me the same. So Greece is amazing. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna love this uh, this life. So I decided directly to sign for Olympiakos. Guillaume, is he the one who told you to wear number thirteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just joking, of course. Uh, we have we have a little a couple of fun uh, segments, Guillaume. As we uh, get to wrap up here, we're gonna we're gonna list off a few names of uh, mm-hmm. of players or coaches, and we'll just get your just quick reaction, a few words for for okay. each player. The first one we're gonna say is uh, another player who was a legend for Anderlecht and also played for Olympiakos. Um, not in your time, a little bit before your time. Swedish player that we've had on the podcast. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. Per Zetterberg. Yeah. Uh, so I know uh, Welly, Welly well him. Uh, was fantastic player. Uh, small one, fast, technically uh, uh, really good. And for Anderlecht and for Olympiakos, I think it's only leaves good uh, yeah, good uh, memories. It's uh, a quiet guy. Uh, okay. Did you t- did you talk to him before you joined? No, uh, no. Uh, I, I I talked with him uh, after after my my Olympiakos period. All right, the next one is uh, is a player that you played with, and uh, it's uh, Marco Marin. Oh, Marco, it's quite the same, same style of player. Uh, uh, really good with uh, with his feet. Um, it was a, a real pleasure to to play with him because he he see what uh, not many players can see. Uh, it's really smart, and um, it's also a good guy. He play also for Anderlecht. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess I, I'll, I'll just build upon Marco Marin. Like he was a magician, almost you could say, on his on the yeah. feet. But things with him also ended a bit sour as well, like in, in the locker room. But he always, I I think Olympiacos has had this issue for so many years. Now we're back to it again, where it's Fortunis, and then it's another player who likes to drift a bit. Would you guys agree with that a little bit, Costa? Would you agree with that? Where could you put them on the pitch at the same time? That was seemed like if I'm thinking back to newspapers back then, that was maybe what they were writing about. But then, then you had the you had the Gigi, you had the Foe, you had Fortunis, and they were all like, I mean, I think Ojija for me, I would have liked to see him play like at the eight with, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah. Marco, Marco, and um, and uh, and Fortunis is. A bit like Valbuena and Fortunis now. It's like, can you play them on the same team? Like, who do you put on the left and who do you put at the ten? I don't know. I, I think both both players um, like to have the ball in the 
in the field, so they they ask uh, many balls, and um, yeah. I think you you can play with with both, of course, but uh, you need to adapt your your tactical. Uh, uh, you need some defenders. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you need some players like me to, you know, to to recover the ball, to yeah. to win duels. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for for the team for the balance. Yes. Yeah. And I have another name, Leonardo Cutris. I think got his break when you were playing. What did he? He's had an injury and he's left on loan. But he he was just I love I love him to this day. What do you What do you think about this guy when he first came in? Yeah, Kutri, uh, really good guy, uh, uh, really fast, he has a good shoot, uh, good cross, that's important for the for the left players. Um, I was a little bit sad from, for him when he, when he left Olympiakos because uh, yeah, he showed that uh, he has abilities to, to play for this big club, uh, but okay. Um, I think his career is not finished. He's young, still young. So I follow him. Yeah, no, I I agree completely with you. And it was a huge debate when he left as well. He was my favorite player, but then one Costas Chimikas, I guess, came along, and the rest is history. He's off to Liverpool, blah blah blah. But <clears throat> I I remember I I would get in arguments with this guys because I would say Kudris is better than Chimikas. I swear, that don't play Chimikas, and then. Look, look what I look what yeah, I, I become. Yeah. So. You are really yeah. fun of uh, of Kutris for because yeah. because it's for me it's also a really good player and uh, I knew that you're gonna sign uh, for a big club. I I spoke with uh, you know Daniel Van Buiten. Uh, yeah, was player of Bayern München. Is yeah. was player with me in national team and I'm friend of him and uh, he's uh, actually he's, uh, an agent. So when he asked me. Do you have uh, some some name in uh, Olympiakos? A uh, good player, and I spoke about uh, uh, about Simikas. And a uh, few weeks ago, few weeks later, he, he just signed for for Liverpool. I say, hey, my friend, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 an interesting story. Um, we're gonna move on. We've got some fan questions for you. Um, okay. A bunch of fans have asked. We're only gonna ask a few. Of course, we don't have too much time. Um, our, uh, one of, one of the accounts on Twitter that we interact with Olympiacos Argentina asks, what was it like playing against Messi in the champions league? Uh, it was, it was, an, uh, uh, um, an amazing day for, for me. Um, when we played there, I think we, we played a, a good game. Uh, we just just lose three one I think uh, Messi was not in his best day uh, he didn't score this this I think this night uh, but okay for me it's the, the, the best players the best player of the world so it's always difficult to to defend uh, against him I, I remember that I, I make some tackles to to try to to catch the ball but it's Quite difficult because it's too fast, and it's lucky also when uh, when it seems like you're gonna you're gonna lose the ball. Yeah, if still the ball uh, uh, stay in his feet, it's very 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 difficult. 
it's like he has the ball on his shoelace isn't it yes just... one more uh one more fan question this is from dimitri pilarinus um he asked off the pitch what was what was life like in athens were you recognized on the streets was it impossible to go anywhere um you know could you go to the club and have a good time or was it just olympiacos fans everywhere you know you know pointing you out no like i said was was really good for me and for my my family uh, of course when the the results are are good people people are nice mm. with you uh, but anyway when when i played bad game or the result was not good uh, people are nice with uh, with me so for me it was uh, yeah, a very good experience uh, i like the um, the style of life uh, greek people you know i never i never drank coffee uh, before I, before i signed for for olympiakos and then i start to i start to drink uh, uh, Fredo cappuccino Fredo cappuccino poligligo <laughs> Uh, it's it seems like it's nothing but for me it's it's a uh, good memories you know i know it's difficult for me to find uh, to find it maybe one in brussels can can do fredo cappuccino but it's difficult to find it <laughs> and the life the life for my for my uh, my kids also it's was good time uh, we decided to put them uh, in the international uh, english school so they learned uh, to speak English better than me, uh, <laughs> and and for for them also it was a good experience. You know, when you go to school and four o'clock you come back, go direct in the swim, swimming pool. Uh, it was a good time for them. And now they they ask me uh, they ask me to to build a, a swimming pool in my garden, but uh, the weather is not. Uh, <laughs> It's not the same for sure. <laughs> not, not, not quite the same over here. Is it? <laughs> like sunny for thirty minutes, then it's snowing for thirty minutes, and then yes. the sun might come out again. <laughs> uh, well, one more fan question I want to ask is from my friend Dimitris Diamadis. He asks, "Okay, besides you, who's the best Belgian football player that played for Olympiacos?" Mm, I, th I think Kevin. For me, he, he writes uh, the story of uh, of the club. Uh, I think he was the best player of the of, of the league when That's he signed it. in his first uh, in his first period with Olympiacos. He scored many goals, and um, yes, for me, it's Kevin. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if you know this, but. The pa the papers are saying that he he's having a good season, I guess, in Turkey, which is great to hear. But some people are saying, is he going to come back for a third time? So <laughs> who knows? He still may have. Yeah, maybe he has a he has one more story to tell us. You know, yes, I wouldn't I, be against it to be honest. I know that Kevin uh, loves Athens, uh, so you never know. Uh, it's it's quite young, no? It's 30, 32, 33. Still fit. Uh, he plays every every week in uh, in Turkey. He scores many many goals. So no, nobody expected it. I think when we signed him because he was this young you know kid that we signed on loan from Saint Etienne and yeah. he, I think 
he had like 23 appearances for Saint-Étienne and one go and we were all like who's this guy and and then he <laughs> came in and uh and Valverde played him striker yeah he, he he played him on the wing in European games but in Greek league he put him up front and he was tearing up defenses just running at people and it was beautiful to watch and yeah. uh I mean, you know, there's a there's a song that the fans sung for him, and uh, I'm sure he's told you about it. But like, what we actually sing isn't the words aren't very nice. I but we've been swearing anyway. But I, I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to having Kevin back for another season, maybe third time mm. lucky. But I'm a sucker for him. Yeah. Maybe. We've uh, we've got one last segment, Guillaume, and it's just going to be a, a fun, quick fire segment. Um, we'll just ask you a few questions not related to football. The first one I'll say, uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world, if, if the lockdown ends and you can travel, where would you go? Las Vegas. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I, what is no, I go every, every year, normally in the oh. summer for the, yeah, sort of my, my holidays. I go to, to Las Vegas and I... I met um, Jurgen Klopp uh, two years ago, uh, just after the, the <laughs> Champions League final. I met them uh, in the Win Hotel, and I I spent uh, three four days with him. Very very good guy. Uh, wow! Yeah. So it's good good memory. Yeah. Wow! I bet <laughs> I, I bet I bet. I bet Jurgen Klopp's like a great guy to I don't know have a beer with or just have fun with. Like get drunk with that would be amazing. Yeah, we, we, we drank <laughs> some, some some beer and we watched the NBA final uh, together with a good hamburger. Uh, it was mm. really good. Awesome. What's uh, what is the last movie or TV show you've watched? Uh, last movie. Hmm. Or one you like, I guess, as well. One yeah, you like, or um, do you know Colanta? Colanta, no. What's that? Give it's us a, a recommendation. It's survival on the island. You know, they they have to to survive in the on the island without heat, without uh, uh, fire, and they have to find it. Uh, it's a TV it's, show. Yes, yeah, TV show. Yeah, in France. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's like a survivor series. Yes, it's like that. Okay. Next one. Uh, what is your favorite food? Um, souvlaki, of course. Of course. <laughs> Perfect. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, you know, because you 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 stay in Belgium, so the French. I don't know why you you call that French fries because it, the Belgian fries are the best one. Uh, so French fries, is the, for me, is the, the best. What 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 sauce do you put on your fries? Is it mayonnaise or samurai sauce? Uh, yeah, samurai. Guillaume, <laughs> 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 when uh, when we were teasing that you were going to be coming on the podcast as a special guest, we gave out some hints on our social media mm -hmm. accounts, and one of the one of the last hints we gave. Uh, I think was a picture of some French fries, and I forget which sauce was on there. But <laughs> as soon as they said that, all the Belgian players started coming in as guests. Yeah, of course. When, uh, <laughs> Michael Vicini guessed you. Um, next one, you mentioned watching the NBA Finals. Are you a, are you a basketball fan? And if so, do you have any favorite players or teams in basketball? Um, I'm lucky because when I when I 
I've been in holiday in the States. I uh, watched two final NBA uh, Miami against uh, uh, Dallas. Mm. Um, and Miami lost uh, the championship in this this game. Uh, Novitsky was Novitsky, yeah. player of oh, that was a good series. Okay. And I saw another one um, was Cleveland against uh, uh, Stephen Curry. I'm worried about the Golden State. Yes. Yeah. And Cleveland lost also uh, on this game. So uh, for sure, uh, LeBron James uh, hate when I when I yeah when I was I, about I to say the stadium for the, <laughs> the final. <laughs> yeah, he's probably saying, "Don't let this guy come back to another yeah. finals." <laughs> <laughs> two times to defeat. But I wanted to ask you about basketball too. Did you ever catch a game, a Olympiakos basketball game? And was that an? If you did, was it fun? Like how was that? Like yes, how did, good time. It was crazy also because. You know it's close, so atmosphere is it's amazing. I saw also the uh, European final uh, volleyball. Uh, it was Olympiakos against uh, Italian team uh, in the same stadium as basketball. You know, it was final, so the supporters, of course, get seven were there, and it was also good, uh, good memory. I w- I would like to I would like to come. Uh, yeah, for for a game Olympiakos Panathinaikos uh, basketball, but it was difficult to to get some, some tickets. Even for you, it's difficult to get it, tickets for us. Imagine, that. I guess. You know why? You know why? Because the results are shit, and so we 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 cannot yeah. ask uh, tickets. <laughs> <laughs> they That's said why. good luck with and getting yes. your own tickets. <laughs> and I said to myself, yes, maybe if I go to the stadium. Uh, gonna be uh, difficult with supporters so okay i stay at home <laughs> Shit. no man ne- ne- when when lockdown's over and uh we're yeah. playing euro league let's let's fly to greece and yes, go and watch a game man. Be good. <laughs> we got a couple more um favorite teammate favorite teammate um Romelu lukaku Mm. Uh, he's not bad huh? he's not a bad player he's not bad uh, <laughs> it's a very nice guy and I start uh, he start uh, with me because he was 15 years <laughs> old 15 and 9 months Ridiculous. years old he was already like uh, <laughs> be, was... like beast you know <laughs> and um, when I when I see him now uh, well, it's, it's, it's fantastic because this guy is He's very smart. He's very, uh, uh, very nice also, and um, I'm very happy for for him. And I guess Peter, if I can jump in real quick, this I I should have asked this earlier, but how is the dynamic in your guys' national team with the two languages? Is it like the Dutch speakers on one side, the French speakers on one side, or do you how does that work exactly? Because no, it's I, okay. It, it, even in, here in Switzerland, it's even worse. They have Italian, French, German, but it, it's yeah. fine. How how does that work out usually? Um, we we try everybody to uh, to speak uh, in French, um, but before it was a little bit problem. Now it's okay because they are young. They are. Uh, Bit open, more open-minded, like. Yes, yes, yes. 
yes that uh 15 years ago yeah. for example yeah no it's okay and then i think the last one we have the the most difficult opponent you've ever played against i play against the best uh and when i was right back so it was really difficult i play against uh, cristiano with national team i play against uh, ribery i play against robin i play against gareth bale uh, i play messi um, the biggest player i play against uh, mbappe in france uh, um, so yeah for me it was a dream to to play against against this guy and to do my to do my best against uh, them and to try to to get uh, their, sh their shirt after the <laughs> after the game because i i have a big collection <laughs> So it's, it's a lot of a lot of very good names that you've just listed there. Um, Guillaume, we're going to wrap it up there. We don't want to take any more of your time, mate. Uh, thank you. Thank you so, so much for joining on. Uh, we had a blast talking to you. Um, you've had an incredible career. Congratulations on the fact that you're still playing at 37 Thanks. years old. That says a lot. Um, there's not many footballers who make it that long and are still playing in a top hmm. league. Um, so congrats on a great career. Hopefully it'll continue a bit longer if you like. And uh, if you've got anything else to say to Olympiacos fans across the world, um, feel free to do so now. And uh, if, you've, if you've got anything else to say, feel free. Uh, to all Olympiacos fans uh, of the world, Yasu uh, Yasu. Uh, I love I love this club and um, I, I I wish the best <clears throat> for the I wish the best for for the club many titles and uh, maybe one day one European Cup can be uh, can be amazing for for we you guys. On, we keep on dreaming. Yes. But, uh, I I I found what you said near the beginning very very um, how to say uh sentimental and very telling you know when you said that you played against the club when you were at Anderlecht in the prime of your career and yeah. you went to Karaiskaki and you felt the atmosphere and you said after that game it's like if I have the I chance want... I can say yeah there, it's uh... like yeah you know like if this if I, I'd love to play for this club yeah and I I think you know when you said that uh you said in French that you you understood what the what the club was and that you identified with the values and the fans and um i i i, I think we all appreciate the, you said that and uh, it mean it means a lot and um it, it it shows i think there are very few foreign players that come to the club and they leave and they don't still retain connection yeah. with uh, with the club and the fans and again like we're super Super grateful that you that you agreed to to come on. Uh, you're you're still an active player, and you know you, you spent a lot of time with us uh, today talking about uh, your time at Olympiacos, but also in general your career, Belgian football, and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun talking to you, man. It was a pleasure for for me. I'm sorry for my my English. It's not uh, it's not good enough, but okay. But, you know what? Uh, we didn't ask you. What's your favorite Greek word? Um, 
Why, why uh, foreigners, foreigners always laugh when we ask them this question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the American guy, you know? You know some uh, Greek words or no? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gamoto pusti pauk. That's that's so good. <laughs> we, have to, we have to stop there. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I that's, that, that's a great I place. I hope they will not come to my house here in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got to be careful, man, because there's some, there are quite a lot of people from northern Greece living in Belgium. Right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. <laughs> he, he takes it back. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. Well, I, Guillaume, stay safe, man, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the season with Charleroi. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, everybody who's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back after the Pauk game this weekend. It's funny that, you know, we play Pauk <laughs> this weekend as well. Um, and uh, we look forward to that game and, uh, and putting out some content after that. So until then, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL, Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Stomialo kati magiko.